Welcome to the City Edge Church podcast. For more information, please visit our website at cityedgechurch.org.au. We hope that you enjoy this message. What we're doing at the moment is we're doing a series called What's On Your Mind? And how we did this as a church was that we emailed out a survey and we got you guys to answer some questions of importance of these questions to see which one you wanted to hear about. Last week, we spoke about praying effective prayers. Put your hand up if you want to pray effective prayers. I know that I definitely do. Tonight, we get to talk on the topic of hearing the voice of God. Church, I want to ask you tonight, do you want to hear the voice of God? I know that me and my life, I don't want to just pray prayers, but I want to be able to hear what God is telling me to do and I want to do it. I know that I want to hear the voice of God and I pray tonight that you do as well. Before we get any further into this, I would just love to pray together, church. Father God, I just pray that in this moment tonight, would you use me as a vessel to be able to communicate your gospel in such a way, God, that we're able to hear your voice loud and clear. I thank you, God, for everyone in this house tonight, and I pray, God, that you would use me to speak to them. In Jesus' name, amen. So good. So tonight, as we look into this topic, this thrilling and this wild topic, how to hear the voice of God, I really do pray and believe that you're here for a reason tonight. Even if it was just to see Nick shave his hair, (laughs) I still believe that God can use this moment tonight to be able to speak to you. Um... Tonight, I pray that through this message, we are able to understand some foundations to get in line in our life to help us hear the Word of God, to hear God's voice. So to answer the question, how do you hear God's voice? This week, I kept thinking about this question again and again and again. So many times that it was the main thought process of my week. I was like, how do you hear God's voice? How do you hear God's voice? And I came up with a little bit of an answer. And I think that when it comes to hearing God's voice, it's actually a little bit more simple than we can put it sometimes. I believe wholeheartedly, church, that we can make things as humans a bit more complex than we need. I know that me personally, I can stress out a little bit more than I usually do when situations get a bit rough. But to hear the voice of God, are you ready? The answer is, I believe you really just need to know God and have an intimate relationship with Him. And then I believe that you need to align your life with the Word of God and you should be pretty good to go. And that's my talk tonight. Thank you for listening. Kidding, am I right? But as much as I believe that it is actually that easy, I believe that we as humans can overcomplicate things sometimes. We as humans can sometimes find ourselves wound up and bound up by everything and everyone in our lives that hearing God's voice becomes more like a battle of Morse code with Jesus than a still small voice. The amount of times I've felt or I've tried to seek God's voice and I keep feeling like He's doing this and doing this and doing this instead of coming back to a place of prayer with God is overwhelming. But sometimes we feel like it is a battle of Morse code with Jesus that He's like poking us here and then touching there and then doing this stuff here. But sometimes it's us coming back to understanding that He has a still small voice. He's the Prince of Peace and He wants to speak to you where you're at, in your situation and in your circumstance. But sometimes a still small voice can get lost in a big, loud world. Tonight, church, to set up this message a little bit, I want to ask you one question to do something for me. Tonight, church, would you, sitting in your seat right there, would you think of your heart as a house? 
And would you think of the foundations of that house, the foundations of the things that hold that house up, if they're not strong, it'll become weak and wavering. But if they're in the right place, it can be strong and steady. If you were to think of your heart as a house and the foundations that hold up that house are the foundations that keep your heart steady and strong or wavering and weak. See, when it comes to hearing the voice of God, a big part of this, I believe, is entwined with our heart and the foundations of our life. Because if our foundations aren't correct, then our house might be off center. If our house is off center, then at times when God speaks to us and places things at our door, it might not fit in with our off-centered hearts when it comes. If your heart was a house, how are the foundations? Are they steady and strong or are they weak and wavering? Tonight, I want to focus in on the foundations of our lives as Christians and take a look at our foundations and if they are in the right, steady, strong place. To back up the importance of foundations and why it is so important for us to have the right ones in our lives, there's a scripture in Matthew 7, verse 24 to 27. It says this, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on a rock. The rain came and the streams rose and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundations on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. I believe that as humans, we are called to live our lives in a place where our foundations are built on solid ground. I believe that as Christians, we are called to build our foundations on Jesus and the Word of God. However, sometimes with this house of ours, just like with any other house, sometimes we need to come back and we need to check on it. Maybe we need to think if there's anything we need to fix or repair. Maybe we need to keep an eye on the foundational structure that our house is built on to make sure it's still strong and steady specifically around this time of year. It is the end of term three, and I know through someone that does youth ministry, it's been a big term. School is just finished. It's a hectic time for people in uni, I know that. It's a crazy time for parents who now have kids on holidays. It is September, three months out from Christmas. What a time of year. What a crazy, crazy time. And tonight, what I wanna do is, as we look into hearing the voice of God, I want you to think of your heart as a house and the foundations that hold up your house are the foundations that keep your heart either steady and strong or wavering and weak. The foundations of your house. I want to tell a bit of a story. When I was little, my mum often worked on the weekends, which caused me and my brother to be home alone often. And I can remember time and time again of moments when an unexpected guest would rock up at our door. If you've ever been home alone and you're a kid and someone appears at your door, it is terrifying. It is very, very scary because you're like, I have no idea who you are or what you're doing and you're at my house. But I can remember time and time again of moments when unexpected guests or someone who I didn't remember was coming would knock at our door. 
in these moments, I would try very hard to think if mum told us if this person was coming and if we're meant to let them in or not. Often at times when someone would knock on the door, if I couldn't remember what my mum had said, I would search on the table or the bench for a note, a written note to see if I was meant to let this person into our home or not. Maybe it was a plumber or someone to fix something in the wall or a painter, a person who looked like they were meant to come inside, but I was always told to not let anyone inside if I didn't know who they were or if they were meant to be coming. Tonight, I believe that this topic of hearing the voice of God is really a question of how do we learn to discern what things in our life are currently from God and what things are not from God? How do we learn to discern what things are knocking at our door that we're meant to let inside our home and what things are we meant to keep the door closed to? How do we learn to discern? How do we learn to discern what people and what things that come to our door are we meant to invite in? And what are we meant to keep the door closed to? We get things, and I don't know about you, but I get it all the time, things that knock at my door continually. On a regular basis, when I'm walking down the street, someone will try to stop me. When I go to work, someone will have a conversation with me. There are opportunities that knock at our doors all the time, every day. How are we meant to know which of these are answers to prayer and which of these are distractions from the enemy? How are we meant to know which of these things are sent from God to grow our lives in His ways and what things are not? There are certain times in life where I think hearing the voice of God is very complex and tricky. And there are certain times where I feel like I hear the voice of God clearly and precisely and I know what to do. There's a story that I want to tell you about a time when I was at my work. And... Um, I was in the office and my boss said, hey, can you go buy me a coffee? And I was like, well, I'm not actually your assistant and I don't actually need to go and buy you coffee and I'm really busy. And I went to go and say, no. <laughs> and what happened in that moment, something knocked on my heart and I was like pulled to say yes. And I was like, all right, God, if this is you, I don't understand why I'm doing this in any way, shape or form. But yeah, I'd love to go and buy you a coffee. And I remember stopped what I was doing in my busy workload and I went to this cafe to go and buy my boss a coffee because she asked. I got to this cafe and when I walked in, I felt this other knock on my heart. And I was like, all right, God, what is it? And I felt this pull to buy the lady that was working at the cafe flowers. And I was like, God, why? Why would I need to do that right now? I have a busy day. What are you doing? I don't really have time for this, but if it's you, I guess I can spare five minutes. <laughs> and I remember I went to the cafe. I went and bought her flowers, and it was a big bunch. It was beautiful. And I went back to the cafe, and I walked in, and I looked at this lady. And I said, God told me to buy you these. And then one of those moments where you're like, oh, thank you, Jesus, that I heard your voice. This woman starts crying her eyes out. And in that moment, I'm like, they were just from IGA, they're nice and I get it, but I don't understand what's happening at all right now. And this lady starts crying her eyes out. And I remember that moment when I was like, well, God told me to do it. I'd love to pray for you. And I was able to pray for her in that moment. And then the amazing thing happened where she shared with me that that afternoon when she was going to finish work, she was going to the doctors to get um, biopsy results on potential cancer in her body. That day, she had been praying to God for a sign of peace in her life. 
because she was freaking out. She was trying to hear the voice of God and she said that every time she kept trying to hear God, she kept having these thoughts that it's gonna be a bad result. She kept having these thoughts that it was negative. And in that moment, because I said yes to getting my boss coffee, I went to a cafe, bought a lady flowers and it gave her fresh faith in God. There are certain times where we've got to understand, church, God is always speaking to us. Whether your workload is wild and big or whether you have a very calm day, God is always speaking and He always wants to use you. I can 100% guarantee it. Um, by the way, that lady, just a follow on with that story real quick. Her name is Tenya. Um, and it's been really awesome, the opportunity that God opened in that cafe through one bit of obedience. And the amount of times I've been able to pray with her and just minister to her is ridiculous. You've got to understand, church, that God wants to open opportunities in your life to see the gospel impact people. He will speak to you boldly and clearly, but it is really up to us to listen. Um, tonight... To sum up this question, I really do have a pretty easy answer. And I believe that to hear the voice of God, we need to check on two main areas in our life, two main foundations to keep us in check with God. The first is intimacy, and the second is alignment. Two simple, easy words that hold mass weight. Intimacy and alignment. The first thing I believe we need to check is that we first know God. I believe that if I was going to stand before you tonight and say, have intimacy with Jesus, the first question I should ask is, do you know God? If you don't know God, do not worry. We have a moment at the end of this service where we can give you that chance to know God, maybe for the first time or maybe again. But if I believe that we're going to have intimacy with Jesus to know His voice, the first thing is know God. personal, intimate relationship with Jesus, not based around just a Sunday preach. A personal, intimate relationship with Jesus, not just based around a life group leader, but a personal, intimate relationship with Jesus, where every single day, in every single way, when you wake up in the morning, you understand that God is good and faithful and He wants to use you. I believe that through an intimate relationship with Jesus, when we pray and then listen, when we sit and then we wait, I believe God can use that. Sometimes, I don't know about you, church, but me, sometimes I feel like I get really good at praying and not the best at listening. Have you ever been in a conversation with someone where they keep talking and talking and talking and talking and they do not let you say a word? The frustration is so real. I think about sometimes that conversations with people and they talk and they talk and they complain and they complain and then as soon as they have a second to stop as soon as you're about to say hey let me pray for you hey let me talk to you about that situation they're like I'm really busy I've got to go I'm really busy I'm actually running late to something and in those moments I'm like if you just stop complaining for a second I believe that that prayer could have shifted something in your life but have you ever been in a conversation where someone just talked and talked and talked Man, sometimes I wish that we were as good as listening as we are at praying as a church. Sometimes it's very hard to sit and listen because sometimes we feel like we're not doing anything, but sometimes God wants to use that restful place to speak to you boldly and clearly. Sometimes I believe that we can get like that with our prayer life with Jesus, that we delegate five minutes out of our day to pray and then we word vomit 
every concern, every situation, every complaint and every issue. And then we say, God, would you please speak to me? Amen. See ya. We go straight into our busy, wild lives, into our very loud worlds. We don't even allow a second to sit and wait. Intimacy with God. I wholeheartedly believe tonight that if you have an intimate relationship with Jesus, then He can use you and He can speak to you. The second is alignment. The word alignment in this really does mean obedience, a word that not everyone loves. But alignment really links into obedience, aligning your heart and your life with the Word of God. What an easy statement to say, but a really hard one to live out. It's a lot easier though, I can tell you, to know what you're meant to do, how you're meant to act, where you're meant to go, if you've read the guidelines to something. The Bible is a book that we believe wholeheartedly as Christians has the power and authority to lead and guide and direct you into God's will for your life. Aligning your heart with the Word of God. See, I believe these two keys will assist us in being able to learn to discern who is knocking at our door and how we're meant to deal with it. Learn to discern who is knocking at our door and if we're meant to let them in or not. Often at times when we pray to God, we expect, well, I do, that He will respond to me in a gracious, kind whisper. That I'll say, Jesus, yes or no, and He will tell me. That I'll say left or right, and He will just guide me in that direction. For me, that often isn't how it works. Sometimes when I pray prayers to God and I'm waiting to hear the voice of God, instead of a verbal response, I get a physical knock. And I'm standing in this situation where I'm like, God, I've just been hit. What is this? This isn't a kind, soft whisper. This is a little bit actually painful. I don't understand what you're doing right now. Sometimes when we wait for a kind, soft voice of God, we get a physical knock. Have you ever had a physical knock in your life that you think God was trying to use? Have you ever had a situation where you're just praying and believing for finances and all of a sudden a bill came in and it was that moment where God was going to try to grow your trust and faith? Have you ever had a physical knock in response to prayer? Sometimes we wait for the wrong response. And then when the physical knocks come at us, we start rebuking the enemy. But honestly, maybe it's God. Maybe it's God going to use what the enemy intended for evil for good. Sometimes we need to know that when we pray prayers to God, church, what comes knocking at our door might look like opposition, but it's really opportunity to grow. Because honestly, I can tell you wholeheartedly, always on the other side of opposition is always opportunity. Sometimes we find ourselves, selves, <laughs> accents. Sometimes we find ourselves saying that God isn't speaking to me and God isn't answering my prayers. Put your hand in the air if you've ever said that. God isn't answering me. God isn't answering my prayers. God, where are you? God, what are you doing? God, I'm still waiting. I know that I have been there many, many times. However, with this idea in our heads that God isn't speaking and God isn't answering me, I believe these two keys tonight, church, that intimacy with Jesus and alignment with the Word of God can help assist us in understanding that God is using everything in your life for good. 
that God is going to answer your prayers, that God is faithful and just and He's never let you down and He never will. Intimacy and alignment. I believe that intimacy with God through prayer and alignment with the Bible will allow you to know whose knock is at your door. Pastor Nick spoke a really great word this morning and he spoke about how sometimes we get so like wound up on voices and say, you know, is it God? Is it the enemy or is it me? The amount of times in my life I've had a situation come at me and I'm like, God, is this me? Wait, is it you? Wait, is this the enemy? Am I meant to rebuke this or am I meant to receive this? Is this me? And I just go around in circles and circles. I don't know about you, church, but I don't want to go around in circles, waiting and waiting and waiting. I want to start knowing the voice of God clearly and precisely in my life and doing something about it. When we know the goodness of God, when we have intimacy with Jesus, I believe that we can know His knock and we can know His character. See, when we know the goodness of God, then we know that no matter what comes knocking to our door, we are able to see a victory in it because we know the goodness of God. And we know that what the enemy intended for evil, God can turn it for good. We sung that song tonight about victory, that we're going to see a victory. I believe wholeheartedly that was a bit of a prophetic declaration over someone tonight, that your current situation, look, I'm not saying it's not bad, but I'm saying that God is good. I'm not saying that it's not a trial, but I'm saying that God can triumph in it. I believe wholeheartedly tonight that as we go into a bit of worship later, that God wants to speak to you tonight and give you that reassurance that you have the desire for in your heart. Sometimes though, the foundations of our house, the foundations of our heart can become off-centered and we might not even know it. Causing things that present themselves at our doors that don't look too good to cause us to question the goodness of God. We start to question, God, if you really cared for me, this wouldn't happen. God, are you even listening when I pray prayers? Because it does not seem like you are. Sometimes if our hearts are off-centered, when opposition arises, we say that God is no longer good, nor is He faithful because he's not answering my prayers. And that is where doubt creeps in. I believe one of the biggest things that holds Christians back is doubt, is doubt. Because our earthly minds can think of every situation that could possibly be really, really, really bad. And in those moments, we start to think that we doubt if God ever said it, we doubt that it was a promise and we doubt that it was his voice. Doubt can creep into your home and it can make its life there as long as you let it. But I can tell you right now that your house is not meant to be full of doubt. See, when you've grown distant in our, like if we ever grow distant in our personal relationship with Jesus, sometimes we can open the door to the wrong things and the wrong people. I have done this before. Let me tell you, we can open the door to the things that look really good in the natural, but really aren't good for our spiritual. When we've grown distant in our personal relationship with Jesus, sometimes we can open the door to the wrong people and the wrong things. Things that in the natural might present us what we want in our feelings, but end up being destructive to our faith. 
things that we might want in the moment for our feelings, but are destructive to our faith. Things that we might want in that current place of finances that are not aligning with the long-term vision that God gave you for your business. Things that we might want in the finances that are not aligning with the will and the call of God over your life. I truly believe that if, let me say this with grace, let me say this tonight, not as a conviction, but I truly believe that if you believe something in your life is from God, but it in no way aligns with the Word of God, then I think you're listening to the wrong voice. The amount of times that I have convinced myself that it is good and godly, but it doesn't align with the Word of God, is immense. But tonight I want to let you know that God knows your heart. He knows your intentions are good, but sometimes it takes us taking a look at the things in our lives that we think are from God. If it doesn't really align with the Word of God, what voice are you really listening to? But when your foundations are embedded in intimacy with Jesus and aligned with the Word, you learn to discern. Alignment with the Word of God will allow you to see the notes that He has left you to know who and what you're meant to let inside of your house. Intimacy with God allows you to know His voice and know His knock. Alignment with the Word of God allows you to understand that sometimes when things come knocking at our door that seem like opposition, God wants to use them as opportunities. There's a story in the Bible I want to quickly look at just as the worship team comes. I truly believe that I really want to, I guess, with these two keys that I bring across tonight, give some time for us as a church to really have intimacy with God tonight. To really take a moment to be still and to wait and to be able to hear the voice of God. And I believe wholeheartedly that He will speak to you tonight. There's a story in the Bible out of 1 Samuel, and it's about David. And we're going to read two verses. The first is 1 Samuel 17, verse 17. It says this, it says, One day Jesse said to David, Take this basket of roasted grain and these ten loaves of bread and carry them quickly to your brothers. Verse 20 says, so David left the sheep with another shepherd and set out early the next morning with the gifts as Jesse had directed him. He arrived at the camp just as the Israelite army was leaving for the battlefield with shouts and battle cries. See, in this passage of the Bible and the story about David, David's dad tells him to go somewhere, tells him what he will need to take and directs him to go. In that moment, I believe that because David had a close relationship with his father, that he knew his character, David heard what his dad said and he went. David knew his father. He had intimate relationship with him. So when his father, when his dad said go, David didn't spend a day, a week, a month continually questioning if he heard the right voice. Because David had an intimate relationship with his father, he didn't spend a day, he didn't spend a week waiting and waiting and waiting for the right answers to know who, what, when, where, why. But because David knew his father and David had his foundations in place, he heard and then he went. I think the thing that I find funny about this story is that sometimes we forget that God will speak to us in many different ways and sometimes opposition is opportunity. And this story of David, 
David listens to his father, goes where he's directed to go, and as soon as he arrives, he is faced with opposition. David got to the destination where his father told him to go, and he was faced straight away with opposition and a battle. Straight away. But he knew in that moment that the opposition was an opportunity for growth. Because of his intimate relationship with his father, he knew that his father had sent him and that was enough for him to go. This kind of relationship is a relationship that I believe we need to have as Christians when it comes to our heavenly father. That when he speaks, we will go. We won't spend a week questioning. We won't sit in the same place for another month waiting for more confirmation that we'll be able to learn to discern through intimacy with Jesus and through alignment with the Word of God, His voice, and then we will know and then we will go. Tonight I want to ask us all to stand to our feet. And just as I finish, I want to remind us all that God is speaking every single day, right here, right now, tomorrow when you wake up, Next week in work, he is speaking to you always. James 4, 8, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Tonight, church, I want to ask you to close your eyes. And I want to ask you, church, if you are believing for God to answer a prayer, if you are believing to hear the voice of God to guide you in a situation or a circumstance right now, I want to let you know that God wants to speak clearly and boldly to you tonight. I believe that right now, if you draw near to God, He can meet you and He can give you the answer and the peace that you are craving and desiring. What I want to do is I want to ask you in a moment, if you are believing for an answer, I want you to raise your hand. And I would love to pray for you. If that is you tonight and you're believing for God to answer something in your life, I want you to raise your hand. Maybe a financial situation. Maybe why that person isn't yet saved. Maybe why this thing keeps happening. If we want answers to prayer, I want you to raise your hand right now. Where you're meant to go. Why you're meant to be there. Jesus, right now I pray that we would tune in to your knock, that we would align our hearts with you tonight and know that what you are saying is bold, but it is good. That what you are saying, Lord, is from you to be able to align us with where you are calling us to go.